You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Check us and our new friends out at greenlitpodcast.com. Greetings! Hello, and welcome to the Season 2, Episode 13 of the Spirit Hunters. This is Hannah. Joe. Sarah. Patrick with a throat that's not the same. And Megan. So last time, the final phase of the Hunter exam finally started with Natero's tournament. The first match was between Gon and Hanzo, where Hanzo pulled no punches and Gon refused to take the L, no matter what. Somehow his stubbornness pays off and he becomes the first examinee to pass. Today we'll move on to the rest of the tournament and to see who will become a Hunter. You better get ready. Alright, so uh... The episode we're focused on today is episode 20, Baffling Turn of Events, or Fukaki na Tenkai. Uh, the Japanese release date was February 19th, 2012, with the American Toonami air date being September 17th, 2016. The manga chapters were 35 and 36, with the Japanese release date of the first manga chapter being December 19th, 1998, and 99 episodes 28 and 29 with their Japanese release date being May 20th, 2000. In 2,500 million. No, no. Yes, yes. Just 2,000. Just, just <laughs> the year 2,000. <laughs> 680. All right. So the show, the episode starts off with Gon running into a foggy room towards a mystery shadow figure, but falls literally short of reaching him. Is it foreshadowing, recurring themes? Real quick thoughts, guys, on that like little intro part where probably concussion. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really a concussion. cool. Ex- he kind of got really fucked up in that battle, so he might be seeing stuff at this point. It, I think Joke. it's foreshadowing, did based off typical fictional tropes. Figures in the shadow usually means either someone. That you're going to meet in the future, um, or something that's significant to the character's background or history, mm-hmm. um, or their future. So I say foreshadowing. Okay. Yeah. Joe, you see. I think it's aspirational and dreaming. We'll get more into that with the manga thing because this is a huge expansion of something that's literally one shot in the manga. Oh, nice. Wow. Um, but yeah, any ideas who the shadowy figure is? It's the masked, uh, it's the masked shadowy figure. The masked it's... fighter. It's Genkai. Yeah. It's... <laughs> no, it, it's that one guy that looks like Genkai with the long hair. It is it is not Pokal. He is way too tall to be Pokal. <laughs> Pokal It'd be a weird Pokal's... thing for Pokal to be in the shadow. After well, we listen, just see him being po- po- Pokal got that hunter license so he could probably get leg extension surgery. Jesus Christ. Exactly it's like, hey right. guys, check out my long legs. He's like he's like eight feet tall. Uh but uh we find out later. Legs. But we find out later it was all a dream. Spooky noises. And ooh. uh Satotes ooh. And Satotes uh Satotes. Satotes? Sat- Satotes my goats. Satotes. Yep, Satotes my goats. That's it. Satotes my goats lets him know he's a hunter and he's but he has broken an arm and a boo-boo on his forehead. So you see him in a little sling and a little, like, X on his forehead. It's actually kind of cute. I know. Oh, I guess that's where the X in Hunter comes from. 
<laughs> yeah, why not? That's the origin. Yeah, sure. the unpronounced X. Um, since Gon had been unconscious for half of the day, or the whole day, pretty much, Satotes recaps the events. Since I want to get into the rest of the episode, I'm attempt to re- I'm attempt to recap each fight, um, each of the next couple fights in four words or less. If you have a better four words or less um, uh, recap for this fight, let me know. Um, the four <laughs> words are just like the description. I have to like use more words to describe who's fighting. But anyway, so we go through round two is Kurapika versus Hisoka. Uh, Hisoka whispers sweet nothings. The winner He's is like, Kurapika. Whisper in your ear. That's exactly what he said. I'd actually make one correction to your description. Mm-hmm. It's not sweet nothings. It's careless whispers on the dance floor. Hisoka has careless whispers. <laughs> Round three, Hanzo versus Pokal. Pokal, a little biatch. Winner, Hanzo. <laughs> Round four, Hisoka versus Botaro. Old guy gets whooping. Winner, Hisoka. Round five, Pokal v. Killua. Killua gives zero facts. Fucks? F- I still think so. Facts. He he get the no facts. He gives us zero facts. facts. <laughs> just a, yeah, no facts, just fucks. Yes. Just fake news. <laughs> and the winner, surprisingly, is Pokal. Uh, round six is Leorio versus Bodoro. It's deferred good guy, Leorio. Okay, yeah, so like, I wanted to ask about this because, like, <laughs> I really like Leorio, but I understand people to this point having had a very bad image of Leorio. Like, what do you guys mm-hmm. feel about, like, the sort of mixed messages about, like, this dude's a fucking creep, but also kind of a heart of gold? To be honest, it wasn't really Leorio's fault that the other guy got donutted before the match started. N- not that part. <laughs> I'm talking about the fucking uh, creepy molesting a prisoner yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, it's that, definitely that one bad. of those. It's bad. It's like one of those things where I know personally I like, I tend to like these characters even against my better judgment just because of the good that they do. It's just like the potential of them being like they're, the potential of these characters is great, but then when they do stupid shit like this, it's like you just want to throw your table and throw yourself out the window over like, I don't know why I like this trash character. No, it's true. And, like, the weird thing about... I didn't notice until, like, my seventh time rewatching it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it took me so long, but Leorio <laughs> sucks until about this point. Like... Mm-hmm. He kind of does, really. Kinda, yeah, like, I mean, I've always based, the like, my likeness of his character um, after this. Like, I like him pretty mm-hmm. much ongoing, but I, I always forget, like, his beginnings are super kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Including the... The grossness and the jerkishness. I don't know. That's yeah. entirely fair. I'm just imagining if Kuwabara, instead of being introduced as this dude who was, like, willing to sacrifice for his friends, was just introduced as, like, some guy who felt up a woman, and then he'd be like, ah, okay. Oh, so you mean Yusuke? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. You're right, you're right. But then, but Yusuke in the first episode also gives, a, like, you know, gives his life in order to save a child. Yeah, but, but also, also tries to, to sneak Keiko. a peek at it. Yeah, Keiko. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. Like, I mean, in that case, it's a little. Di- it's like it's. It feels more like childish flirting than like straight up harassment. Still harassment, but like. Yeah, that's one of those weird Yikes. ones where it's like clear she likes him, but he's going too far with it. 
Yeah. Because like just because someone likes you doesn't mean license you to touch go. Them. All... Yeah. It doesn't yeah it doesn't mean license to like just feel someone up. Yeah. yeah. It's just exactly. kind of one of those things that, like, there's a lot of characters like this. I don't know if I talked about it before, but, like, there's, like, Moroku from Inuyasha, Sanji from One Piece, and even, like, Lupin from Lupin the Third. They all have these very, like, similar ladies' man who take it too pervy far, traits. pervy traits, yeah. but then there's other aspects of their characters, like, either, like, a sense of nobility or loyalty and other things that kind of try to balance it out that Mm -hmm. I know like with a lot of fandoms there's usually going to be a lot of people who either like don't take it and be like understandably and other care and other people the fandom who are like I guess more like in my camp where we recognize that these traits are just terrible but mm-hmm. because of the other more positive traits that they have that kind of round out their character, we can't help be like, this is my problematic fave. Just throw me into the <laughs> trash can. That's where me and him belong. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these tropes are more products of their time, too. Right. Like a cultural <laughs> difference. And it's also oh, an yeah. anime. But still, <laughs> like it, from a modern 2020 lens, it's very like, ugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big yikes. Throw, throw us in the trash, not recycle. <laughs> <laughs> not recycle. Compost, oh, man. man. <laughs> so, right. we'll get into the meat of the episode, which is round seven, which I think in the anime they call it round five or f- six because I don't think they counted, like, both Gon and Leorio's, like, deferred match, so... Uh, I'm calling it round seven because that's just how numbers work. Well, I mean, um, I mean, Gon legit won that one. I mean, it wasn't deferred. I think it's she means like, Kilo's deferred match of like just like uh, forfeiting the pokal. I no, guess, I meant, but... I meant, I think it's just wherever they started from the episode began. Oh, okay. So like okay. they start, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, think no, that's I... just how they counted it, and they didn't count Leorio's match um, because he didn't actually fight. Yeah, they got donated hardcore. I don't know what that means, Pat. We'll, we'll get uh, into it when, when we get to that fight. That fight hasn't happened. That fight hasn't happened yet. We'll oh. talk about it in a second. Oh, okay. That's something um, new. <laughs> that's what that's what they call uh, what happened to Kakuin and JoJo. Basically, a bunch of characters in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure get punched through to kill them. Like it happens routinely. I only know two of them. That was a uh, that was a uh, you know Kakuin and the one guy from Part Four. Uh, it happens to another character that's spoilery if you haven't gotten to part five yet oh okay oh yeah you're right okay yeah so there's a series of donuts across continents great international um, donuts you got a beignet in one section you have yeah you got a beignet <laughs> right, anyway. a oat. yeah mm, i'm hungry anyway round seven is gitaraka versus Killua. but wait he's really illumi um, a much easier name to say and Killua's older brother Killua is Mother. shook. Um, he, removes his, he, he removes his needles from his face to do that, like, hot gopher thing. And then... Excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> you know, like, he removes all the needles and then he's, like, an attractive 20-ish-year-old, like, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't disagree with that part. It's the hot gopher characterization. <laughs> I don't know. This is a hot gopher. <laughs> oh, right. hot gopher. Oh, because he. I mean, come on. A... Lola Bunny was a thing. 
<laughs> he was burying like, himself in the ground, right? Him. Is that where you got it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, that makes more sense. I thought you were talking about how he looks. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> it's because he gophers into the ground. I, I mean, he's. you said he was more of a dog, but... I, I get it now. I get it now. <laughs> hey, let's um, talk about Digimon for some reason. No. What? Never mind. Continue, Megan. Alumi. So Alumi says, I heard you stab mom and Maluki. She was so happy. <laughs> she was glad her fi- her son finally grew up. Um, that was probably really funny to me, just because um, the the crowd reaction was like, "Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like, that's a very <laughs> strange um, situation." Ilumi showcases his mind control slash abuse over Killua. You have one purpose, he says, to be an assassin. But all Killua is oh wants to be is friends with God. Yes. Aww. Best boys. Yes, best boys. So, Let them be best, best boys. Best assassination assassin. I got a question <laughs> for you guys. Before, this is not for Megan because you've already seen the series. But for the rest of you, when you first heard the thing where Illumi talked about the mom being happy, like what did you guys think about the family before you got to the next set of episodes where you got to see the like mansion and all that shit? To be honest, I was kind of expecting it, especially when he first explained it. Because he, because Kilwa came off so casually about it. Yeah, I stabbed my mom and my brother and and left. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Hannah, Sarah, what did you guys think? Um, I thought that I'm not sure. Like, obviously, a kind of a very in- secretive, toxic family is the idea I got from it. Just seeing how scared Kilwa is of his older brother. Um, I wasn't gonna make a reference to Arrested Development, but I'm not sure how many people watched it. Oh, I love Arrested Development. <laughs> it's like Go they're ahead, basically the, the blues of murder <laughs> instead of banana stands. There's always money in the business of murder. Is that part where they keep the bodies? Um, um, I thought, like you know, with that kind of, with that, it, I've probably. Kilo has been kind of probably challenged, which I think is a nice way to put it, by his family probably like multiple times to like harm him and maybe like they probably goaded him. It's like, are you man enough? Stab me, you bitch. But not like that. And it's probably his mom like, if you don't stab me today, you won't get like... Are you like a go kart? <laughs> okay, stab me, Hikey, kind of. Kind of. Stab me, son. Do it. If you don't stab this guy, you won't get your switch back. <laughs> oh my god. What did you guys think of the brother dynamic? Because, like, I mean, I'll get more into this later, but, like, I very clearly saw the inspiration for uh, Sasuke and Itachi here. Kind of reminds me of me and my brother. Oh. oh, dang. It's more clear in the manga. In the manga, it's like, oh, yeah. Naruto just took this scene. I mean, I mean, minus the whole murder thing, it's kind of like me and my brother. Sorry, oh, I should have probably, probably expressed that a little bit better. We don't <laughs> kill people. I don't have a saw. I kind of want clarification. I kind of don't. I feel like I should call CPS, like, post-adulthood. <laughs> Listen, we haven't killed anybody yet. Okay. So you're abusing your little brother? Is that what no, you're no, saying? No, we're Kat? assassins. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're not assassins. 
We, we don't <laughs> uh, Okay. Right. We don't. Moving on, moving on, from that note, on, the, on the note from where um, Pat is abusing his younger brother, Illumi casts doubt um, on, in a really emotional scene, actually. Illumi casts doubt and reiterate. Well, he's not emotional. Everyone else is. <laughs> and reiterates the only thing Killua is good for is killing and that no one would want to be friends with him. Leorio yells at the fight to remind Killua that him and Gon are already friends. Aww. Already friends. Best friends forever. Um, so when that doesn't work, uh, Illumi threatens to kill Gon. Hanzo, Kurapika, and Leorio stand in the way. Illumi will pass the exam, then kill Gon. Um, at this point, um, Killua is just so frozen with like fear and anger and like mind controlness that he just isn't moving. He he can't move. Um, it's like he's outclassed. He realizes that he can't really beat his brother, so it's like, what can I do? It's yeah. a combination of things. Like, yeah, there's the fact that he knows he cannot beat his brother, which yeah. is confirmed later, and also that he is terrified of the prospect of his brother attempting to kill Gon and his friends. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, eventually, all um, Illumi has to do is basically reach out his hand before... I think Killua just concedes by... Yep. Does he walk away or does he actually say something? I can't remember. He's like, I give up or something. Yeah. yeah. And then he just walks away. And then we move on to round eight. It's Leorio versus Bodoro. It's a great match. Very action It's a fantastic match. Lots so of So at the start of the match... Killua straight murders Bodoro and he is disqualified. So all of a sudden you see him behind, you know, they're starting the match, whatever. Bodoro, the old dude, looking kind of beat up and and uh, Killua comes in and just, what, is this the donut thing you're talking about? Yeah, he's like, yeah, okay. He's put his hand straight through Bodoro, murders him, everyone's shook, um, and uh, Killua's immediately disqualified. But everyone else gets their license, so it works out. Except for one. Except for one. Listen, uh, except for one. Two. Except for two, guys. Two. Because Rotoro cannot get his license. He got a posthumously. Actually, I don't think he lost his license. Here you go. But as indicated before, when Illumi plots to kill, what's it called? Plots to kill Gon. Um, the chairman does initiate that he can get his license next year. It doesn't disqualify him forever. It just disqualifies him this particular round or this particular year. Damn. So maybe he could get it. I doubt yeah, it. He maybe. definitely could. He could. I mean, <laughs> he could. They'd probably end up like something like, "Oh, hey, I'm back, guys. I got my license now." That Megan, there's funny... only. Oh, sorry. There's fun three episodes. Megan, there's yeah. only one other competitor next year, so who knows? Yeah, that would have been know. interesting. Hmm. Oh, we'll yeah. meet some other people who will take the test <laughs> eventually. Well. The boys encourage. Um, Just yeah, Tom Tompa can take it again. Um, he can't kill anybody again. Um, oh, no, you should kill Tompa. I would do that as a power play. <laughs> Prison rules just kill the, the the weakest dude in the in the yard the first day you're there. It's, it's not. I feel it's like not, that's a woohoo. Yeah, that's not how prison world, rules work. But yeah, yeah, you theoretical probably, prison pr- rules. Prison isn't like the hunter exam. You shouldn't kill somebody at an advantage. Lol. So uh, uh, with all that so, talked about, there was one. The last point is that Gon is pissed and he goes to confront Illumi in front of everyone. 
Um, so now it's our favorite time of the day. It's our death ratings. Wheel of death. This is a death. This is the uh, segment where we rate uh, the person's death, usually from a one to ten scale. Um, and today we have Bodoro. What is his death rating, guys? What are we going to rate his death? I think I should give him a baker's dozen out of ten. So you're so giving him a thirteen out of ten? No, this is a dumb joke. No, it's it's definitely an eight out of ten. I think I liked how there's like he's about to start and he just like dies, like just gets donuted. I do I'm really like into how, this donutting thing. Yeah, I like I mean, how Kilo shows happened, up behind him and then he like looks back and he's like, "Hey, what the fuck?" and then just gets stabbed. Yeah, I think it was one of the saddest deaths tip for me so far, just because you're just like, oh, what a nice old man. He doesn't want to hurt the kids, like he he doesn't want to fight the children, and then gets murdered by the children. <laughs> oh yeah, that never even occurred to me that like he was straight up killed by one of the people that he was like, I'm unwilling to fight these two, not because of their power, but because I think that's inappropriate. Yeah, like he's a noble dude. <laughs> like, yeah, and, he just and dies. then he got. I was like Lior's reaction, just sitting there like, uh, did I get my license now? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, I forget, does the episode end with Gon flipping Illumi over out of the chair, or does it end with him just talking to him? I think he's still, I think he just goes in to confront him, and like walks up and just goes, sorry, oh, okay. you can't, no one else can see my face other than our castmates, but like gets real serious <laughs> in his face. I think he grabs his it's arm. Serious. Like this is a scary kid when he wants. He can be a scary kid when he wants to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So. Hashtag oh, scary man. kid. But I will agree with Pat's rating: thirteen out of ten. It gives me that same um, feel. I mean, any time Killua kills someone so far, it gave me that same feel of just like shock and awe because like yeah. you weren't expect. You thought he, you know, no one was supposed to be in this match other than <laughs> Leorio Motoro. Yeah. So. I'd give it a yeah. 9 out of 10, because, like, if it was just on how it was done, it'd be, like, a 7 or an 8, but I feel mm -hmm. that, like, with how surprising it was, yeah, it's just like, oh, fuck, <laughs> was not expecting that. Yeah, sure. I agree. Yeah, I agree, too. Just because, okay. yeah, with the context of everything, I think it does have more of a punch than even, like, a random gruesome death would have. Right. Like, a... so, even though it wasn't... Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I liked no, it. I agree. Like, the build-up to the, the actual mm -hmm. death is what made it... Like, it was like a little mini-mystery in an episode. Where you're yeah. like, huh, what happened? <laughs> um, perfect. We'll move on to the original mag manga? Magna? Mangna. Magnum. Magnum, Manga. 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 The mangoes. Mangos. So Yep, manga. Now to uh, <laughs> talk a little bit about that intro part from the episode you guys saw where he's chasing him through the through the fog. In the manga, it was literally just the title page was Gon reaching out to Jing. I mean, it's pretty clearly Jing in the manga. Like, and like then he just wakes up. So the dream was literally just the title page. So they extrapolated that. And I, I really like the way they did it. It's very artistic, but it's interesting that they made it more mysterious. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so but I think... Oh. I was going to say, I think it's interesting that they kind of did this because with uh, some stuff that will happen later that Megan would know about regarding finding people, they draw Jing in a way that makes him look older in the earlier parts of the show and manga, and then he gets younger when you actually get closer and closer to seeing him, and I think that's supposed to kind of reflect changing attitudes about how to look at Jing as this dude. 
Oh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, because if you see him in the beginning, he's like clean shaven, like looks like a gentlemanly older guy. And then you get closer and closer and he's this fucking unkempt weirdo. <laughs> he is an unkempt weirdo, though. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool how this is still in the very like gentlemanly mold. Uh, Satos reveals earlier that he restores and, and preserves the ruins based off of someone's inspiration. So it, they didn't really explain it before. That, like later on in the in the show, they they explain it that you know he was inspired by Ging, and he talked about that. But in this one, he doesn't really bring it up as much. He basically says, like, oh, "I'm inspired by this guy's artwork," so it's kind of changed positions almost. Uh, it shows security protecting doors from Illumi instead of just Kuripika, Kurapika, Liorio, and Hanzo. So it kind of it kind of had like the security instead of just those three guys, which is kind of weird why they didn't have that in the in the anime. Maybe they didn't afford them or they were just too scared. I don't know. What do I you guys think? If, I wonder if it was to just like make the friends the central characters instead of making security a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, Hanzo was surprised by Gon's lack of hatred of being tortured but liked him for it. Just kind of weird. Did they mention like, that in 2011? I forget. They did, actually. They did. They're like, they're like, I can't believe you don't hate him, so I don't. So yeah, they didn't mention that in 2011 that it was like, yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't hate me. It's like usually they'd have a hatred in his eye, but maybe they present it differently in the manga. Hmm. Uh, yep. Crappia versus Hizoka. Hizoka v. Pokal and Boda versus Hizoka are two panels each, so it's really shortened versus what it was, but I guess that kind of makes sense for the manga. They kind of move the story along a little bit versus the, the, the anime where they want to increase the length of that. And then 99% sure Kilo vs. Lumi was a major influence on Sasuke versus Itachi, which I'm guessing is a, a Naruto thing, right? Yeah. So in this version, one. yeah, in this version, um, Ilumi has the Rinnegan in his eyes, like, yeah, which yeah. is both supposed to signify like him like having a control over him and also just his power. And this clearly had a major influence on uh, the guy who made Naruto, who's talked about his love of both Yu Hakusho and Hunter x Hunter. So it's interesting seeing these visual trademarks show up right there. I gotcha. Yeah, I never really, wa- I actually never watched it before. And for some reason, I kind of like the Rock Lee memes, even though I don't even know who the fuck that guy is. <laughs> Pat, knowing you, I think you'd, your favorite character if you watched Naruto would be Rock Lee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. He looks cool. So I might just read it. But I don't know about watching it. Uh, yeah, that's probably the right move. Probably. All right. Uh, the original 99 addendum. You go, Joe. Sounds good. Uh, so in the Hisoka versus Botaro fight, um, it's very overextended compared to the manga or the 2011 version. They have them fighting for a while with just, like, Hisoka beating the shit out of him. Um, and he refers to Botaro as overripe fruit in contrast to um, not yet ripened fruit. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it then cuts from the fight to Gon waking up in bed. And uh, in this one, Satots tells Gon to know the limits of his power in the context of irreversible damage or death. And um, here Gon kind of responds by doubling down on his previous uh, statement of feeling sorry for himself. You know, which was present in the other 99 episodes, such as living for fucking three and a half days in that tree. Um so, you know, Satotes kind of cheers him up by saying that he's blown away everyone's expectations and that the final phase was about testing something beyond winning and losing, and he doesn't clarify what that is. I can't tell if he doesn't clarify what that is because it's supposed to be a mystery, or if they're just like, well, we don't want to just add some extra random bullshit that Togashi didn't say. 
Although with all the other stuff they add, you know, who's to say that they give a shit about that? Um, so in this version, Satoitz, rather than Netero, explains the privileges of the hunter license. And uh, this version makes it less ambiguous to us and shows that Satoitz's inspiration is Jing. Like, he makes it very clear very fast, as opposed to the other ones where they either wait till the next episode or do it in two parts. Like, here, they're just like, nope, gonna tell you right now. <laughs> so in this one, Gon has been asleep for 24 hours instead of a couple hours, so it's the next day, and the other hunters have just been in classes learning about, like, what their hunter license privileges are. Like, Makes more than one class? Them. Yeah, more than one class. Like, they have them revealing they, like, stuff that's... con for hunters or something? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, hunter statistics, etc. No, but they talk about the hunter ranking system, which is something that doesn't come up in the manga or the other anime for, like, a long time. So it's weird that they show it here. I'd have to look at the timelines of when the manga was being released, but probably there was enough out that they could talk a little bit about it. It was really so, close. It came out, like, it was, like, uh, I think between this, it was, like, maybe a couple months... It might have been a year. I don't know. I'd have to look. But it was around that time, probably a year or something, a couple of months to a year. Yeah, at that time, Hunter Hunter was coming out incredibly fast, so they probably would have gotten to a point where they could actually talk about some of the mechanics of how the organization works. Fair. So it then proceeds to resume Botoro's match with Hisoka is just still kicking the shit out of him, and then just ends it by pinning him with his pinky. Me. So when Illumi finally shows himself, it starts playing an organ theme that just sounds like Orochimaru's theme from Naruto. But clearly, the real secret is that Naruto Orochimaru's theme is actually based on Illumi's theme. Fair enough. (laughs) Anyways, before we proceed on to the next episode, uh, here's a couple words from our compatriots and benefactors. My name is Jonathan Dunn, and I'm inviting you to listen to Our Three Cents, a weekly podcast where myself and two of my very best gaming chums are counting down our top 100 favourite video games of all time. For all the episodes and information, check out our website, www.our3cents.co.uk. There are a lot of podcasts with comic book reviews and interviews with some of the greatest creators in the industry, but only one will tell you scientifically what the worst comic book of all time is. And the best. We've been ranking comic book stories for six years. We have a list with over a thousand comics on it, and we're adding more every month. More Rocket Ajax on the Greedlit Podcast Network. On to episode 21, Some Brother Trouble. It, or in Japanese, Kyodai no Mondai. And the release date in Japan for this episode was March 4th, 2012. And the was aired on Toonami on September 24th, 2016. Uh, the manga chapters related um, are 37 and 38, with the first chapter of this being released on June 11th, 1999. And then for the 1999 anime series, um, the correlating episodes are 30 and 31, with the first of this episodes being released on June 3rd, 2000. Nice, nice. Perfect. All I can think of is uh, someone's got a case of the Mondays. God damn it, Joe. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. Those are like two references. Oh, I reference. All right. Here we go. <laughs> You should have totally said some brother troubles. 
No, I, I also <laughs> I, I read it that way too, and I also just kept on thinking like some brother once anyways. Told me you're gonna get <laughs> nope, 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 nope. So this episode starts off. Uh, Gon storms in and demands an apology for Killua from Illumi. When Illumi is unfazed, Gon throws him up with his good arm because the other one's in his sleeve and just never lets go. Um, manipulation and mind control equal bad. Not a good thing, Illumi. Uh, Netero mentions that Leoria and Kurapika lodged formal complaints, arguing Killua is being mind controlled and or defending Leorio so he shouldn't be disqualified. Netero isn't buying it, though, uh, citing the lack of evidence pretty fair um he mentions that um there's no way to tell what was going through killua's mind and then there was also uh, no way to tell that killua was actually being mind controlled specifically it's just more of an assumption that we and the audience there physically was making um everyone begins arguing about the fairness of the situation and turns on each other gone just not feeling that he's getting pissed he's like whispering to himself like it doesn't fucking matter He's focused on the bigger picture. Killua was being manipulated, and that's no bueno. In Gon's rage, he breaks Illumi's arm just by squeezing it, and Jeez. Gon is Gon is going to rescue Killua. Yeah, so you don't actually know that he actually broke his arm till later, but um, yeah. like he's just grabbing on to the arm viscerally, and like you can see his like or, um, Illumi's arm just kind of squeezing like putty. Please yeah. don't hold my hand, Gon. <laughs> yeah. Not when I you're wanna... angry. Get that I want to draw squeeze. attention to something interesting so mm-hmm. do you guys notice how fucking incredibly petty kurapika is during this scene <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah when he just talks to pokal he's like i don't know maybe it's suspicious that you won by default bitch it's just like jesus christ they're dude turning on them, their souls already and it's only been like a couple of minutes <laughs> yeah i do like that they apologize about it later but i was just like oh, totally uncalled for man holy crap <laughs> That's the thing yeah. I really like about Krapika. He's so he does have this unexpected petty side to him. Mm-hmm. He's a little bitch. Yeah. But like, <laughs> to be honest, Krapika like kind of is. He's kind of all wrapped up in his own shit, and it's like it's my way or the highway, buddies. Yeah, he's that stoic hero type. Until like, he he's has not. a motive, huh? <laughs> Until he's not. Until he's not. <laughs> I'll just fucking lash that out. Fuck me of it. Reminds more emo Kurama. Yes. You're not wrong. Sure. Yeah. Not, yeah, absolutely not wrong. Yeah, I don't remember um, Kurama being this. I mean, he had his moments, but never really that petty. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, he's though, he's like, usually when he was like higher, killing someone. He kind of was like a demon chief, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. His were usually like post-battle one-liners, like when he turned Roto into that thing of flowers. He's like... Who knew such beauty could come from trash? Oh, God. <laughs> Damn. After he... he's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he wasn't there to hear that, dude. What about when he turned, he turned, the, turned the oldest girl into a screaming mess of a tree? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Um, yes. So, uh, everyone, because everyone really just respects Gon that much, as soon as Gon says something, final word, everyone's like, yep, that sounds right. That's fine. So they move on. No no more fighting. No questions asked. Which is hysterical when I think about it. The 10-year-old or 12-year-old boy in the group. Youngest person fair, there shuts everybody up. <laughs> to be fair, if somebody squeezed some guy's arm to the point it broke, would you want to like question them or try to go at them at all? I yeah, would. Here's the thing. I don't think anyone notices that point 
except for Illumi, whose literal arm is being broken, but he doesn't flinch. He's just kind of like, eh, okay, oh, bud. Broke like, my <laughs> arm. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow, this child. I, know, I mean, they probably heard the snap or something. I mean, when you break your arm, it's kind of audible. Well, yeah, no, no, Illumi notices, but, like, nobody else in the room. I don't even think Gon notices. I mean, when you hear the snap, damn, Gon's, like, a master breaking arms. I, I think, yeah, I don't know about the audibility of different types of broken arms. I'd be curious yeah. to find out, but that's not something I'm going to research during this. I've seen some Plus videos, was, like, but that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, his arm was crushed versus, like, ha-cha. Yeah, um, that's true. Usually most of the breaks I've seen have been either, like, uh, force, like, just, like, a, a punch, something like that, or yeah. a joint lock, which occurs differently than just being yeah. crushed. Crushing yeah. would probably make a wholly different sound. Yeah, and plus, like, you have your, like, you, the person who's getting your arm broke, f- probably hears it, like, in because it travels through your bone into your brain, essentially. You can feel the vibrations of something breaking, but, like, I don't know about, like, someone, like, across the room. Anyway, I mean, it doesn't... just like, yeah, <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll discuss is, uh, that on our arm now. breaking cast next episode. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, broken arm. Broken arm. Break arm on stream. <laughs> all right, so the hunter orientation kind of just goes on and um, pretty much just lives its life um so the perks here are the perks of the hunter orientation as said by the anime excuse me sorry you can enter with the with the hunter license you could enter 90 percent of the countries that limit immigration so it's basically like a crazy passport plus 75 percent of the restricted areas worldwide you can use 95 percent of public facilities at no cost so i'm assuming like libraries I couldn't think of any other public facility. A park? Like <laughs> What's the other five percent? Is that like like is that like the national parks that don't want to like give discounts? Maybe you like, that. like if you have like, like a, a massive railway system, they might like still charge you a service fee or something. Oh yeah, like, like, uh, they mentioned like trains and things. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trains call autumn yeah, you know. Public I mean, transportation. Kill a conductor and drive it yourself. I mean that's an option. Yeah. Sure. It is, is a license option. to kill. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah. Very annoying, but whatever. Um, priority access at banks and institutions. They said, like, they'll treat you like you're a Fortune 500 company. Um, license can be sold at will, but licenses lost or stolen will not be replaced, and you cannot retake the exam, um, like, ever. Ooh. Ever. Yeah. So, like, Damn. you'll lose that card. <laughs> Fuck it. You're not a hunter like anymore. A, don't got, like, a yeah. replacement facility where they just print new cards? Wow. I, no, I you think know you're still be... a hunter, but I think that there are certain forms of documentation that require the license. Cause yeah, there, I guess. there are prominent characters who are hunters who do not have their license anymore. Yeah. I mean, you just can't get another card ever again. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Um, like, without having to, like, buy it back from somebody or... I mean, then again, you still have these skills, you just don't have the official access, unless you're, like, a known hunter, I'd assume. And who's right. gonna try killing you? Holy shit. Huh? Who's going to try punishing you for crimes? Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> you literally know Yikes. everything. Um, and then they mentioned that one in five hunters lose their card within the first year of having it. So it's very... <laughs> Imagine if you're the one that loses it in like, the wash or something, or it falls out of your pocket. Yeah. And I'm just saying, a little spoiler alert, but that may be foreshadowing. <laughs> just a bit. I'm pretty it's like sure somebody's most baby hunters... flushes it down the toilet. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm pretty Selling sure most it, hunters lose it. their license to other hunters i'm just gonna put that out there because like yeah gotcha. while they're nominally part of the same organization there's a lot of hunter on hunter crime yeah 
Um, what they you... do mention, I don't know, mm-hmm. at one point, I know this was the last episode, but I forgot to mention it. Satote's mentioned something along the lines of, you know, I would love to give everyone a hunter's license if I could, but there are bad people in the world. And then I thought, like, doesn't give up, that doesn't fucking matter because you you do this exam and the strongest person wins. It's not a morality test. Like, I mean, like, doesn't like, the person is of strong good enough? Die, like, a ton of good people die. I was like, going to bring this up. Yeah. Like, people fall off the fucking cliff. Or like yeah, you know, no, stab. Ex- no, it's because they're bad people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, because- that guy, that guy that got donated by Kuro- by Killua, definitely evil guy. Horrible, horrible person. Wouldn't fight children. Like, how rude. Awful. Yeah. This is something I hope to sort of explore as we go through the series. But mm-hmm. in the manga, much more so than either anime version, there's a strong undercurrent that the hunters as an organization are incredibly fucked up. Like, they're not explicitly evil, but just the idea that they decide that strength correlates so much with goodness that, like, the licensing exam is purely based on strength and skills rather than anything else leaves Mm. a lot for you to wonder about the nature of the people in charge of it because the configuration as it exists right now is inherently related to who's in charge. And I'm not yeah. saying Netero's a bad guy, but I am saying that he's maybe not a great guy. Yeah. He's kind of willfully ignorant. I won't even say that. I think there are things about him that are very weird that you'll find out. Yep. I can't wait to like, see how he loves. Up yeah, he values strength to a degree that's maybe like a dangerous. fucking problem. Yeah, incredibly yeah. dangerous, gets a lot of people killed, and yeah. And it's what yeah, he right. cares about most. So, yep. That's that's just something I know that's kind of off topic, but like relates to the last episode where, oh man, that was a weird that was a weird statement to throw in. Honestly, I don't know if they threw it in the manga either. It's in the I don't manga. remember it in the manga. It's in the manga. Okay, yeah, it just doesn't make it, any no. sense. From oh, in the manga, you don't remember I, it. I think I he says it, but I'd have to reread. But I, he either says yeah. it or something very similar. I don't remember him saying it though, but I might have skimmed over it a bit. I don't know. No, but like the most evil people have some of the most evil people, not all the evil people, but some people have legitimate hunter's licenses. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with them. Only good moral people could get it, even though fucking homicidal fucking juggalo clowns got it. I mean, to yeah, I mean, there's many people, very didn't, murdered, didn't legit, murdered people. Didn't Lumi legit say he got it for a job to murder somebody? Yep. Yep. And I mean, what murder has happened throughout the hunter exam and also... Like, there's only, like, one kind of morality test, and that's with the... But, like, that's not even a morality test. It's more of, like, a observation skills thing with, like, the kangaroo guys. Oh, yeah. 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 Strength is morality in this universe. Mm -hmm. I... We've talked about the idea of Hunter Hunter being sort of deconstructionist of Shonen generally, and I think this is like a critique. The idea of, like, oh, is being strong what, what makes you good? Is that what's up? I am no. the fucking. So you think it's strong. more of a critique than a, um, like a plot hole, essentially. I think so because the manga makes it very clear, post anime, that like there are people who had major reservations about things that were done. Okay, that's fair. Um, so we'll continue on with the rest of this episode. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gon confronts Alumi. And Leorio and Kurpika find oh after after everything's done they're outside uh, find out where the Zoldics live, um, the Killua's family. Illumi is super confident that they won't even reach Killua. It won't matter. 
Mm-hmm. I um, wanted to mention something. I had previously <laughs> said that the place where the Zoldics live was in Australia. This is incorrect. It is in Northern Africa, the equivalent yeah. of Northern Africa. The reason I thought it was in Australia is if you look at the manga translation, the phrase, the box that actually says the Zoldic family lives here is on Australia, but then there's a tiny X in Africa, and so you're supposed <laughs> to be looking there. It's oh. super fucking confusing. <laughs> kind of like, where would it be, like, in Africa? Like, more on the east or west Algeria. side? Nigeria? Algeria? 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 Yeah, yeah, it's um a specific someone someone on the Hunterpedia specifically mm-hmm. named the country's like valley area mountainous region it would most likely be in. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but Joe, is... I will tell you that it looks a lot like Mount Fuji. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just curious though, does I remember in the manga they had some rain going over that. Does that mean that rain is blessed on? Down in Africa. That song, that song, I'm gonna tell you right now, that man had never been to Africa before he wrote that song. That song was about Christian fucking missionaries finding love in Africa. Africa as a fucking set piece for a dude who's never been to Africa. The whitest dude impossible has never been to Africa. I actually don't so know anything about the that story the rain behind the song. There is just blood and for their family's sake. Oh, Jesus. I recently <laughs> saw Prince of Egypt, which is all about blood in the water, but anyway. Dude, that was a sick ass movie. We'll talk about it another time, but I saw it for the first time ever. It was good. Really? Prince of Egypt? Really? Yeah. I mean, I grew up with a bunch of other Passover shit, so it was weird because I watched it with with friends, and one of them was like, "Yeah, growing up, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't religious, so I just thought this was a cool myth." And I'm like, Dude, it still is kind of a cool myth. Cool Anyways, myth, yeah. I watched that. Uh, I watched that when I went to an Episcopal church. Nice. I went to Catholic school and we watched that movie all the time. (laughs) Who knows what miracles? That and uh, my friend Martin, because there were no black people when I grew up, where I grew up. So that was the only exposure we had, which was very unfortunate. Was my friend Martin? Do you guys remember that movie? No, no, I don't know. No, not really. You guys have never seen my friend Detour. Hold up, my friend Martin. Cast viewers, whatever. If you've seen my friend Martin, let me know. But it's a uh, time travel movie where these three kids, huh? Shout out to us on oh, Twitter shit. if you've seen my friend oh, Martin. Oh, no, I remember that. That's the one where they go back in time and try to, and see Martin Luther King. Oh, shit. Oh, I remember that, that one. What the fuck? Yes. I've never seen this. What the it's fuck? It's a cartoon Dude. movie from the 90s yes. that teaches kids not to be racist, but it's relatively effective, I guess. Oh um, my God. It's basically where a, um, a black child and a white child from the 90s go into the past to visit Martin Luther King throughout his life and see how things were different and, like, how people were treated and, like... It was a very interesting movie, and I loved it so much, so much. I, I watched love that in school. Movies, that so. movie, that that I remember that. There's, I remember specifically the scene where it's like, it was like Martin Luther and them on the train. It's like, sorry, you two need to go to the back of the train or whatever. And he's like, oh, he's my friend. Christ. Yeah, it's the, and then it's the I whole remember thing. Like, yep. it was like the students like Martin, don't leave. You're gonna die, and it's like I gotta do it. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, it's a great movie. It's that such movie a good a movie. Fucking trip. Thanks for reminding me of that. I watched that in grade school. I could never figure out. What it's probably on YouTube. Was. I'll be honest. It's not old. We're like <laughs> so fucking. I want two sequels now. My friend Malcolm, which is the same. <laughs> my thing friend. Yes. Malcolm X. Oh no. Malcolm X. And the other sequel is my other friend Martin, which is about Martin Luther, <laughs> the Protestant oh, like the white guy. Martin. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like this is a very Lutheran different movie. Martin. Got it. Got yeah, it. he's just talking to you in German the whole time. You're like, I, do, oh, I don't understand. <laughs> okay, it took me a very long time to realize Martin Luther was I, like whenever I didn't know Martin Luther existed. 
Like, not Martin Luther King Jr., yeah. Martin Luther, like, <laughs> no, the founder of Lutherism. You know, was I, like for a, a second when you, said, when you said my friend Martin, I thought that was like a Martin Lawrence movie or something. I'd watch that. There is a Black Knight. Yeah, we've talked oh. about Black Knight on this show <laughs> and how it's the greatest, worst movie ever made. It's the best. Oh, I love those movies. God All damn. right, we're going to continue. Sorry, back to Hunter x Hunter while we're here. Um, Martin x Martin. Martin x Martin. Uh, Hisoka gets super possessive when Illumi thinks, just thinks, like he he puts out the vibes that he wants to kill Gon. Um, in English, Killua says, Gon is mine. In Japanese, he says, Gon is my prey. It's probably to mouth flap, but uh, it feels, <laughs> English feels a lot more like sexually charged than um, yeah. the Japanese <laughs> does. Um, I'd be curious how opinion. much the word prey can be associated with like sexual stuff in Japanese pos- culture because it can oh. be in the in the US so it, I'm wondering yeah. if that's also pray love. yeah that's true Did that's you say true. I mean he still love? gives those like uh, no <laughs> Hiso- totally Julia not. Roberts as Hisoka <laughs> I'd watch um, that movie <laughs> so we're continuing um, but that's true prey is possessive um, so a touching moment with Gon and Satotes. We mentioned this um, in the manga for last episode, but um, Gang would discover. So Satotes says Gang would discover ruins and then spends his own money to restore them so that future generations could enjoy. He paved the way for restoration efforts around the world, and even Satotes doesn't really know who Gang is or how to find him, but he like really admires him. Um, for me, this is like I forgot about the scene just because like mm. I did. This is the first time you really learn about Ging, what he did in general. Yep. And, like, it confuses me because knowing what I know about Ging now, I I don't I don't know if this tracks. Do they still keep up with this, like, description of him? They still keep up with this description of him. I think, okay. I mean, kind of spoilery, but, like, Jing is widely considered an incredibly good person to people, to humanity. But, like, a very not great person personally with yeah. his friends, his family. <laughs> Is no, anyone, no, that's anyone close to him? <laughs> anyone? Yeah, literally anyone close to him, he can go fuck off because he's he, literally he, the worst. Y'all don't like Endeavor? Meet Jing. He's, he's <laughs> incredibly too close to reality for he's me right like, now. Super, like the kindest person when it comes to serving humanity. Like he wants what is best for the human race. But man, don't be related to him. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I guess he's not like an abuser. Yeah, he's not an abuser. Like Endeavor, but he's the. Um, I'll leave. I mean, you don't see Gang for all of Gon's childhood, so Listen, like there's that could be a reason why there's a reason why his name Gon. Aww. All I'm saying. I mean, we've we've talked about the idea that like I, I have theories as to why Jing is named as he is because like the NG noise does not exist in Japanese, so choosing for his name to be localized as G I N G, which looks very similar to Going, and then would make it part Actually, of the series Joe, of Going Joe, Going Joe, Gone. Fun fact: in German, Gingen. Is is the past is the past present perfect in German for go or gone? I can believe that entirely. Hmm. So her, I hope his mom's name is Go. So go going gone. Go going gone. <laughs> That'd be oh my god! What if what if Jing's dad's name is Go? Go freaks. Go freaks. <laughs> oh man. Um, but anyway. It's off to Kuroko Mountain. That's where uh, Killua lives in the, in the equivalent of Algeria to find Killua. So 
uh yeah that's kind of where the episode ends uh it's like a cute little thing where they recap like the little trials of the first trial where they're running through the the maze and like how they're just gonna run to the airport they're like how you know how far it is he's like it's not as bad as the hunter exam and then they just (laughs) (laughs) wow is steve urkel there back in the old days your voice sounded like steve urkel howdy uh, I was going to say, I think it's cute that they were all running along the highway, which had traffic on it. It was just like, Jesus Christ, this is hilarious. And I was just imagining the people driving just like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> These guys Don't are going worry, guys, it's an anime pro tag a character building sesh. Don't just ignore it. Oh, Megan, this is for you. But like straight up, every time I imagine the end of a Hunter Hunter episode, the only song I can think of rather than what song is actually probably playing is like Hyori Itai. So I was just like, for like the end of every episode. That's fair. I forgot the ending of this season. I was like, wait, what is this? This is the like shitty electronica screamo like one, which is like, I I understand people liking it. It's just really not for me. Joe, that that reminds me, the way that you sounded, it sounded like Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Um, Yeah, my impression does sound like that. But when you hear the original song, you'll be like, okay, that's not accurate. Gotcha. But I totally think they should use the BG staying alive for this arc. <laughs> nice. Oh, actually, yeah, for the Hunter exam, that would be a really good one. You have a point. Maybe so, next Patrick, time. you want to take the manga away? Sure. Hold on. Let me cough real quick. <coughs> he coughs away from the mic to breathe in. <laughs> Does there it goes... help? Does it help at all? <laughs> there, goes my... there goes my right leg. <laughs> Patrick's on day. <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, all right, so... Optional manga addendums. I don't know why it's optional since we're doing it. So, required manga addendums. <laughs> Gone doesn't state that Killa failed fair and square and will get his license next year. So, like, I, I don't know if you remember in that part where he was like, no, it's fine. Gone is, or sorry, Killa was strong. He'll get his license next year. It doesn't matter. He didn't mention that in the manga when he was hmm. holding on to Ilya's arm, Illumium. Illumi. Illumi's arms, yeah. So is he just like he he doesn't mention anything? He just says this fighting's purposeless, whatever. Something of that nature. He just doesn't yeah. say that you know it doesn't matter, and it's like every, nothing needs to be disputed. It was like it was just like okay, this is it. So, uh, gone in his dad's hunter license, which dropped by kite in this version. Uh, this is kind of weird because apparently I don't remember gone ever having his dad, his dad's license. But apparently he carries it around for some reason in the manga. I don't know. Is yeah. that oh, in the show? Kite? You guys met Kite? So remember, Kite shows up in the beginning of the manga and 99. Oh, it's only 2011 where they wrote him out to later. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I Kite forget. gives it to him. Yeah, Kite gives him what he says is his license. And he's like, yeah, you know, find who it belongs to. And then, like, Gon's kind of like, what a weird thing to say about your license. And then now, like, basically... uh Satote's looked at it and he's like, dude, this is Jing's license. Oh. Yeah, Does it have a name? Like, It has a code, but I think for some reason Satote's is able to look at the number, and I think Jing's famous enough that people know his number, maybe. Yeah, it's, oh. he pointed out in the term year is 287, and in term 267, which is the license that uh, that Gon is holding, only Ging passed. Oh, that's a good so. point. So yeah, the, the term number, which is in the number... Okay. Well, the only one who passed that year was Jing, so it could literally only be his license. Oh, interesting. Do we actually... So I actually, as much as I've seen the anime how many times, I've never actually read the manga, do we actually get to see or know more about the license exam that Ging took? No. From what I've... So far, all it was saying is that that was the only time that... only He's the only one that passed. They didn't go into more detail than that, though. Yeah, okay. my, my guess is because of... I'm pretty sure Netero was already the chairman. 
in which case like it was probably the same type of exam okay yeah but like reversed where only one pass um like maybe people just fucking died during trick tower or some shit like they all got crushed yeah. by that boulder or maybe Tom Poe was there and stabbed everyone and then got eliminated by <laughs> Young Tom Poe was all. like oh let me murder me yeah maybe everyone like, just I don't drank I want competition die everybody everyone drank Tonpa's juice including Tonpa except for Jane <laughs> like her dumbasses sorry yeah Alumi begin- begins projecting aura and Gon snaps away from he he just like jumps away cuz like Illumi starts staring at him weird, and, like, you see, like, weird shading in the background, so Gon just jumps back. Yeah, w- one of the notes, uh, Netero, once you leave this building, you'll be our equals, colleagues, and our rivals. I guess there's kind of stated in the anime, in that in that area, where it's like, yeah, we're pretty much on par at this point. And this one's a yeah. little more descriptive, I guess. Yeah, I like that it says in three ways. Like, you know, not only are you like us, but you're also our rivals. Like, I really like that. Yeah, and then there's a detailed... Detailed discussion of the idea of the Hunter home code. It's like voicemail, forward, accessible cell phone. Also discussion of their internet called cyberspace. So because this came out in 99, uh, they had to explain a lot about the internet to people. So they're yeah. like, yeah, let me tell you about uh, the Hunter. The Hunter organization provides voicemail. Let me tell you about voicemail. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. also, the internet is a thing. That's kind of funny. I like, I like that parallel because in the... And the anime, it's like, oh, yeah, the internet. Go search on there. We have it now. And then this yeah. one, they have to explain it, like, in a weird way, cyberspace with the magical internet stuff. Yeah, they show a brain connected in a tube, and it's just like, this is the internet. Well, Joe, <laughs> as you know, the internet is a series of tubes. You can't just dump stuff on it like a dump truck. Yeah, they sourced Al Gore. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. It's hot. All right, and then uh, Satos lets us up that ging who gone at list of is the ruin hunter with Spartan to be to reform him and his works world's craft of relic hunting. But I don't remember him actually calling him Ging saying about Ging by that. Like in the manga, I thought he was just implied in the beginning in the bed and the uh, anime. I think, I think they showed it, but maybe I missed it in the manga. I think, I think they did it in two parts and maybe, maybe I just like synthesized the two parts and realized what they were saying, but like, I could be wrong. Yeah. Cause I don't remember that exactly in the manga. I thought, Basically, just him in the bed implying, oh, yeah, Ging is this guy that inspired him, but didn't say it was Ging, per se. It was, like, some random guy. Yeah, he might have talked about Jing separately and then also talked about the inspiration dude and then not correlated them, and I might have just filled it in, which is not accurate then. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, um, up next is the optional 1999 addendum, which is technically required, so the required yeah, 1999 just... addendum, Joe, let's do it. God damn it. <laughs> So, in this version, Ilumi compared Kiloa's desire for friendship to a naive kid wanting a dog but not the responsibility of raising it, which I think is really good. Just, like, the idea of, like, oh, you say you want that, but, like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, which is something that, like, parents would say to a kid sometimes reasonably, sometimes reasonably, but other times just, like, I don't want to fucking have to deal with a dog even if you're taking care of it, you know? Yeah. Someone should have told that to Jing when he had a kid. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> maybe he would have thought Ooh, about it. Wrap it in tap before tapping it. Then, holy yeah. shit, I didn't think of that. Wow, <laughs> you're probably right. Um, so one of the Illumi effect shots had a moving marble watermark over it. I, this is not significant. This looked like someone used a fucking like effects package that had a watermark on it that fucked up a <laughs> shot. Imagine watching animate has like the. Uh... Whatever that, that was, it the, the, the Flickr, Flickr Studios or whatever? Oh, yeah. I, 
I don't know. I was watching some show from like the mid nineties that had a lot of CG in it, like an early CG show. And there was one thing, there was one shot like during the credits where it showed every character's design spinning around in 3D because that was popular in the 90s. There was one where the mouse was on the screen and I was like, uh. Yes. The mouse? Yeah. <laughs> Quality there, right there. They had, they had the, know, the cursor fair, of, uh, it... they had a magic wand cursor. It was the 90s, so. It, it was probably uh, cheaper. Like, even if someone caught it, they were probably like, you know what? That cost us $3,000 for that one animation. Like, You're seeing we're right. going to screw it. Screw it. They're <laughs> like, that took, they're like, that took eight notice. days to render. We're not doing that again. <laughs> this is okay. a Toy Story where we can just scrap the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Just delete um, it. So here only, uh, Botoro is said to be a better fighter than Leorio, but is injured, evening it out. While in also most of the other versions, they're like, oh yeah, Botoro's more experienced, but, you know, Leorio's the better fighter, which was like weird hearing in all the other versions, which I think maybe that's like why sometimes versions like to make Leorio seem like a cool knife fighter rather than just like a weird bozo, but it's inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in this one, Gon attends a makeup class discussing the Hunter ranking system where it's just him in a class being taught by, uh, Beans and Netero. And then he tries to leave when the bell rings and Netero, like, trips him and he, like, gives him a little quiz to make sure he knows what's going on. It's very, it's something that could That's actually cute. happen in class, but it's, it's still weird to see. Is this the, uh, is this the, uh, the Hunter x Hunter high school spinoff? Yeah, why not? Hunter, yeah. <laughs> Hunter x high. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter x high. Yeah, so, the, the the jock is Ahsoka, and Ahsoka is not. Ahsoka is like no, the Hisoka's theater the kid. Homeroom teacher. Fair. No, Ahsoka the is the theater kid, the theater teacher. Oh no, the overly a sexually active band geek. Like, oh, oh no. the fits. Is uh, is Illumi the guy who wears trench coats to school and doesn't talk much? Yes, that's not right. He's, he's like gone. Don't go to school tomorrow. Yeah, I made a simulation of uh, the Hunter exam site in uh, Minecraft. It's like, why did you do that? Don't come Yikes. to school tomorrow. No, he did it in Doom, Joe. <laughs> you're right, you're right. We have to go back. I forgot. Um, so then Gon uh, chases Ghidorocker outside the hotel, and while doing this, passes by Leorio and Kurapika with Leorio uh, eating breakfast and Kurapika smoking hookah. Just because in Weird. in this version they go really out of their way to be like uh, Kurapika is generically Central Eurasian. And I just so like the fact like, he's, just, he's just like taking a big hit of hit of hookah. Pretty much so random for like what we know Kurapika to be. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have much to go on, so they're just like, uh, he looks like vaguely Eurasian hookah. He looks more like uh, German if we're gonna go anywhere. I, I mean, like what he's the clothes he's wearing and like. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, with this outfit, yeah, I can oh, see true. it. Yeah, based on his outfit, not how he looks. If you look at just how he looks, yeah, he looks very ger German. In which case, yeah. it's like this is weird. <laughs> um. So then, Gon has like a big fight with Illumi, <laughs> who repeatedly uses his power in some way. It's just distorting reality, and Illumi basically states calmly that he wants to kill Gon. Because, like, he's noticing that Gon is actually noticing the reality distortions. Like, it's probably bad that Gon is naturally able to understand some of what I'm doing, so I should kill him before this prodigy gets better. Wait, he's distorting reality? Uh, yeah, whenever he uses his powers, like, it just shows, like, waves on screen. Damn, he's like, hey, what's with those waves, bro? And then Illumi's like, you can see that? Oh, shit, basically. 
Um, so he's stopped by Hisoka, who, who threatens Illumi's life, but from off outside of Gon's view, so Gon can't know that the reason the fight stopped was because of Hisoka. Because he's basically like, just do not touch this kid. Uh, so it then starts explaining cyberspace and shows... So in the manga, there was a brain in a jar to explain what cyberspace was. Here they animate the brain and they make it seem like it's literally a biological brain driving the internet, <laughs> which I that's don't like think some, it is. That's like some uh, psychopath bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so in this version, when talking about Jing's feats, they just make some shit up. They're like, he figured out how to breed the two-headed wolf and he discovered the Congo gold mine. And I'm just for like... A second, for a second, I thought you meant like feats as in his actual feet. I was like, what? Oh, God. Yeah, so the two-headed wolf, I'm like, okay, cool, magical creature. And then the Congo gold mine, and I'm like, is this the fucking Tim Curry Congo movie plot? And then I remember that was a diamond <laughs> mine. At first I was like, what the fuck, are they adding that in? Wait, so there's a gorilla in Hunter, Hunter x Hunter? Hunter Hunter? Yeah, why not? Um, They then have a scene where there's a banquet for the grads of the Hunter exam where Menchi gets really smashed and then poses for photos by Hanzo. Like, because she had called him cute, and now Hanzo's just taking photos of everyone, but she's just, like, getting into all his photos and just like, oh, yeah, take the photos, and it's just like, this is, like, weird. Classic. Yep. So, Pokel then says the whole thing about home code slash voicemail, but doesn't explain anything about it, because I think either voicemail had been normalized enough at this point, or, like, I'd like to know when voicemail was introduced in Japan, and, like, when it became big, to figure this out. To be honest, though, I mean, it's only been, like, a couple months, a year between that, so... I couldn't see voicemail getting big a year after. Yeah, it's a year after. I wonder if it's just a save because they're like, we're not going to fucking animate you talking about voicemail, dog. Yeah, I don't know. In 1999, they they already released smartphones or like the... Pseudo-smartphones. Pseudo-smartphones, yeah, like evil-capable smartphones. The Blackberries. Yeah. Yeah, like Blackberry type stuff. The thing is that I don't think there was really a voicemail per se. Like, you were still all tape-based. Because when... uh, It's going to get dark... But when uh, 9-11 happened, a lot of the recordings of, like, the loved ones were off of, like, little tapes and stuff off of their answering machines. And not really emails. Damn, that's real. Sorry, real. didn't mean to get dark. I didn't no, know I mean, what else I could explain. It's legit. I mean, that is a good way of timestamping things. I'm unsure whether the technology was different. at. There might have been digital recording in Japan already, but I'm unsure. But that is a good way to periodize sort of, like, where things were. Yeah, so, I don't know. It might have been. I don't know for sure, but, you know, it's is what it is but there were cell phones so i imagine voicemail had to be a thing yeah whether whatever the storage format was i don't know yeah but um so then gon leaves the others uh and then the other two like kind of walking away like are just like hey maybe i could like kurapika's like maybe i could look for jobs and leorio's like and maybe i could apply to med school and then they say simultaneously on the train or like on the plane whatever it is and then like the episode ends with them like all like run rushing towards the plane state like the air air station or whatever internet's amazing wow that's so strange but it was really cute yeah, it, like I, I thought I think both ninety nine and twenty eleven handled this better than the manga, which is just like I guess we'll go. Yeah, I like the additional um, scene to it. It's just uh, it's like it adds a level of like character characterization that I feel like as a medium, anime excels at. Because with the manga, I guess usually it's almost. In a way, you can kind of make it a little straightforward, but it's like you can only draw so much that having sometimes additional little character moments like that it would require like a separate panel or require mm-hmm. a little bit more. Mm, 
Yeah, I think it would require just more space that could be taken up. I guess with the animation, they can just throw in like a quick sentence off screen, like, hey, just say, include that line in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. I wonder how much of it has to do with the medium and how much of it has to do with the animators knowing where the story was going to go. Mm-hmm. So even though this isn't like, quote unquote, the season break, it is kind of like the story session break because like after this, there is one more saga before this quote unquote season ends. And I think they were able to treat it with the distinction with the appropriate gravity that maybe even Togashi wasn't aware he was going to need at the point. Yeah. So what do you guys think about these episodes uh, finishing out the Hunter exam? I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I uh, I actually like that we actually finally got this arc done, and they got their licenses. Yeah. It wasn't like five more, five more uh, uh, phases. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot this is the end of the arc. Wow. Yeah. What did I you like guys this. think about the tournament being? Uh, I don't know one one thousandth of the length of the dark tournament. Oh, thank uh, God. <laughs> I'm very I'm I'm very thankful. That literally you only got to really witness one full fight, and then everything else was like looking back. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, they should have extended it, it each and every fight and made it like super long. Five episodes <laughs> each. Yeah, at the minimum, five episodes each, so that way they can have like with, a four hundred a four hundred episode show. No, with oh, each I episode. Definitely like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. No. Go. Oh, I was I just saying. I like the kind of way they did it. It was more unique than the usual fighting tournament style where we do see everything. I like how it's just like, recap real quick, here's what happened. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I appreciate it because like, it goes delving into more of the plot with like character dynam- dynamics and like everything and more revealing p- the past like r- versus like just a typical like they get punched and then they like reminisce about something sad that happened to them, you know. With, I yeah. also know pain. Shows what said. Do 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 do. Um. Yeah. I. I really. So we've talked about it being a deconstruction. I think this is the first really big troll moment where Togashi's like, "Oh yeah, amping up for a big tournament." You guys know I'm a tournament guy. Tournament, tournament, tournament. And then like he gets uh, turns the page and is like, "Fuck all of you. Fuck you. I'm not doing this again. Fuck you." <laughs> Just yeah, screams really at it we have plot to cover now. <laughs> yeah. I ain't doing another tournament arc, suckers. I remember what you guys thought of the last one. I mean, uh, well, mm, yeah, uh, no, don't say that too quickly, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he pulled... Don't say that, that it's the last one. It's not. It's. I mean, he will have another tournament arc, maybe. He, I'm just saying. He pulls the rug um, out from readers repeatedly is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm looking forward to five million more tournament arcs. That's great. <laughs> yep, they're all tournament arcs from here on out. It's just the dark tournament over and over. And Fantastic. Over. <laughs> you got the dark tournament, the light tournament, the medium tournament. What about the, the what about sauce, the, uh, the what about vinegar. the Sosa tournament? We already had the Sosa tournament. It was the Demon World tournament in New York Show. No, that was the bad tournament. You're right. You're right. Uh, nice. Well, well, congrats. We're at the end of the arc. Hannah, take us out. Right. Thank you so much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just a chat at our Facebook at Spirit Hunter Pod and our Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. 
If you enjoy the show and want to find a way to introduce it to other people, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The algorithm determines our ability to be discovered, and your review could put us over the edge. Um, also, heads up: today's intro music was made by Soul or Harmoyo. How are you? Um, check them out at YouTube.com/user/Harmoyu. Um, yeah, see you guys on the other side. Bye. Later, guys. I, see you. Oh, quick! I know this is. We can probably put this at the end or the beginning or whatever. Um, but I just wanted to do a quick shout out to literally everyone who has to work in public um, mm-hmm. during this whole coronavirus thing. Um, I know we we always shout out the um, healthcare workers. Obviously, they're doing everything and they're putting themselves on the front lines but you know even uh, grocery store workers fast food people like anybody who's physically outside and has to be out there for their job and or people who've lost their job so thanks everybody for yeah really mm-hmm. keeping the country together keeping the world together yeah yes, thank you very much guys we much appreciate it thank you definitely yeah so, i uh my, my deepest gratitude i'm worried for you all and People toss around the word hero, and I feel that there's sort of a double-edged sword to that, in that, like, you do deserve that respect, and you are risking everything. But I worry that a lot of people are saying that to normalize bad things happening to you and not being willing to protect frontline workers. And I don't think that's anyone's intent here. Um, But I really hope not only that you guys are... I I appreciate that you guys are willing to put yourself in harm's way for everyone, but also I think that people should be treating you better and with more precautions than mm-hmm. often goes along with the idea of the selfless hero. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. I, we all appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, my brother and sister are both those two things. So mm-hmm. they're yeah. working in public. So they're putting their lives on the risk. They have life on the line for that, you guys. So mm-hmm. sounds good. Well, uh, on that incredibly serious note, <laughs> see you guys later, and we really Sorry, hope guys. that if that uh, all of y'all enjoy uh, the show, see so, yeah. ya. Buy the Three Martins on DVD and Blu-ray at your local. <laughs> the Three Martins, we've changed the it Three now. Martins. It's a trilogy series. It's uh, my friend Martin, my friend Martin. Malcolm, and, and then my, my friend Luther. my other my friend Martin, Martin. Yes, and then my friend Martin Lawrence, the the spinoff, oh my the, God. <laughs> the wacky comedy series where Martin Lawrence is his child. <laughs> goes back in time to stop him from doing the Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the villain then, because that movie's gold. That Anyways, movie is the best, honestly. S- see you guys. Yes, I don't